Welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason here in Brooklyn, joined as always by John, who is abroad in New Zealand. What's going on, John? Summer Fridays for you, is it? Uh, actually, it's the it's the Friday before Fourth of July weekend, so oh. oftentimes they let us go a little bit early. So you have Monday off for Fourth of July this year. So I am off on the fifth of July. Uh, I'm going to take a couple calls because that's what happens when you work with international teams. And, yeah, you do. <laughs> and I'll take the fun calls. These are these are fun calls. So I'll take the fun ones. You know, nobody cares about when you, American Independence Day. I had to explain <laughs> to somebody like why it's important. Why July? Do you know why the day July Fourth is important? No, I believe it's the day that they signed the Declaration. Uh, of yeah, didn't they sign the Declaration of Independence that day? Yeah, but but sometimes it's not like yeah know, like yeah. June I figured I, it is, felt like a trick question. That's why no, I'm no, no, so not quick a trick, to say trick question. But some people might not know that. To be honest, it's just like the day that they signed it. We're Juneteenth, right? It's not the day that slavery ended. It's the day that the slaves in Texas got word word that slavery was ending. So like that's why Juneteenth became a holiday. So because um, yeah, Canada Day is July first. Yeah, and I didn't know that until living with a bunch of or being around a bunch of Canadians. That July first is, and I don't know what's special about Canada Day because they didn't free themselves from anybody. Uh, is that true? So it celebrates the anniversary of the Canadian Confederation, which occurred on July first, eighteen sixty-seven, with the passing of British North America Act, eighteen sixty-seven. Yeah. So yeah, so where's where the four separate colonies of Upper Canada, Lower Canada, Nova Scotia, and New Brunswick were united into a single dominion within the British Empire called Canada. So they had a bunch of different little areas and they combined them all together, called them Canada, and made themselves a national holiday. Boom. That's how you do it. Got it. Very cool. Uh I'm we're also being flanked by two Lithuanian holidays that I know about because I work with the Lithuanian team. So uh Tuesday is the anniversary of the coronation of King Mundagus, Mundagus, Mindugus, Mindaugus, Mind, we'll call it that. Doogie. One of those. <laughs> Mindaugus, Mindaugus, I guess. I don't know. Mindugus, Mindugus might be that. That's probably closer to what they'd say. Mindugus. I don't know. Anyway. And then before, like last week, and I, I tried to, you know, I, I could have maybe looked harder, but I tried to get somebody to come on to, to talk about this holiday. But there is a there was a holiday that passed in Lithuania about a week and a half ago. And it was about like searching for like some imaginary flower that doesn't exist. That's kind of uh, that, but a flower. That's kind of the premise. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I have a description. Let's see. Yeah. So somebody lives to the podcast. Uh, the one of the artists I work with, Yeva. Uh, so here we go. Uh, the holiday is called Rasos. The Baltic pagan title that would be trans that would translate to the dews question mark I guess she's doubting like the small drops of water that form the surface is at night or Joninus the Christian name in the old days people would build a fire dance around it play games or whatever they did before <laughs> internet and lastly say, go that, search for the flower in like, modern isn't that time what all, isn't that what all pagan holidays are you yeah, light setting a fire, some shit on fire yeah setting something on fire. yeah well, it sounds like the wicker man right in well, modern it's, it's times every, yeah it's every every pagan holiday before we had big churches and cathedrals that stole money from the people and told them they were all going to hell we used to just yeah. light fires and dance around stuff and eat <laughs> that's what every yeah. holiday i mean fourth of july is kind of that right you, you light a fire you eat that's it yeah i mean you still do it right Hold that. yeah absolutely so in modern times people people get together in nature and do barbecues a little bit different than uh yeah 
So they search for the fern blossom in the eve of summer solstice. The legend says the, that this flower blossoms in one spot of the world and only for a few moments. So yeah, that happened. Um, that that was that was about a week and a half ago. I, I basically likened it to their luck. It was like if Loch Ness monster was a national holiday. <laughs> so what do you do on this day? Well, we search for a giant beast in a lake. I don't know if and anyone searches for there. the Loch Ness monster, though. Oh, they do. Like, what do you really? mean? People search for the Loch Ness monster. Are you kidding? Are they still searching? Like, how big is that? Hell lake? yeah. Uh, how bi- Not that see. big? How right? Big like, I feel like with today's Loch Ness, with today's technology, you could probably scan that lake. Right? Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, Not there, an there's ocean. no doubt there is no lake. So the area is twenty-one point seven eight square miles. It's pretty big. Okay. Length. Length of twenty two point five six. So it's twenty three miles. miles. Yeah, right. That's big. How how long is the island of Manhattan? Uh, that's not very big. Length of because it's four miles of, wide, right? But how long is Manhattan? It's twenty two point eight two square miles in its entirety. So this thing's. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's, the area, that's what the area is yeah, about. That's what the, the same. Loch Ness is. <laughs> it's the same yeah. size as the as yeah. the Loch Ness. Because yeah, the Loch Ness at fifty six kilometers square, so twenty two square miles. That's the size. It's the second largest Scottish lake or loch by surface area after Loch Lomond. But due to its great depth, so I guess that's the difference. Is that it's very deep. It's two hundred and thirty meet. It's seven hundred and fifty five feet deep. So that's the thing is, so there there was a show, uh, Penn and Teller's Bullshit, which was a great show. And they did a, they did an episode on cryptozoology and they thought they, they were hanging out with these guys and talked to them about the, uh, who were searching for the Loch Ness monster. And at the end of the, at the end of it, they said, eh, you know, at the end of the day, it's just a nice day on the lake. <laughs> <laughs> but they were, they were dead serious up until that point, And they're like, well, you know. Whereas, yeah, we might not have found the monster, but we had a good day. Look what we got, yeah. But but <laughs> but, the, but we made some friends along the way. It's kind of kind of how they look at it. But you know, God bless them. God bless them. You can go look for this. Uh, look for this monster. Have at it. But it's obvious at this point with modern technology that there is no Loch Ness monster. No, Sorry, no, because we would have found it by now. We we, we would have surfed. We would have fished that thing out yeah. of the lake. <laughs> but the way I, I mean, they kind of broke it down. The best. The best uh, argument is like not just the size and fitting in the lake, but that in order for this thing to continue to exist, there would have to be two of them, right? Or like it just you would lives, have, you would have to have. It. All right, well then you're just going into <laughs> fantasy. That's that's just silly. Exactly. So like, what's the concept? Is there a species of Loch Ness monsters, or is there just this one mythical thing? And then the second you throw out mythical in the description. Then you you're just swimming in nonsense. I mean, yeah, because it kind of just looks like a brontosaurus. Like when you look at artist depictions, sketches of what what's been cited. Yeah, it's, it's like, like they're basically saying there's a dinosaur, dinosaur. in that lake. Yeah, and it lives forever, and there's just yeah. one of them. <laughs> <laughs> like, what does it eat? There's nothing in the lake to eat either. Like that's the other thing. I don't think there's anything to eat in there. I mean, there, I guess there's some, fish, right? There's probably there's some, some fish. fish. Yeah, yeah. You think that's enough. Be like you have to live on, <laughs> to keep like that to size like, as well, right? You gotta live eat a on lot of peas. Fish. That's what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the Loch Ness monster probably doesn't exist, just like this mythical flower probably doesn't exist. But it's a good excuse to light a fire and dance around and eat. So there you go. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, anyway, so that that's happening Fourth of July this weekend. Tomorrow, I'm going to adventure out to Brooklyn to try Ellen B. Spumoni Pizza. Never had it, but apparently it's good. You ever hear of it? No, never heard of it. They do uh, sheet pizza. It's like the square, thick, thick pizza. So going out with a few like, people there. It's kind of like Detroit style pizza. It's very yeah, it might be a little like Detroit style pizza. Yeah, something between uh, Detroit and Sicilian style. It, that's what it looks like in the pictures. Yeah, I'm excited. Haven't had pizza in a while. Um, so going to do that. Going to skate. And then uh, who knows what? Who knows what the what the weekend will hold for me and this this Independence Day to and celebrate our, Are you our going country. through a heat wave? Uh, it's over. Heat wave's over. It was hot. Now it's cold. I actually turned off my air condition. Now the window's wide open. Um, but yeah, the uh, they, they, they sent some messages because I've actually been going into the office every so often and they sent us a message saying, yeah, don't go into if, if you go into the office, take the stairs so we could save electricity from the elevator. And also one of the conference rooms, the you can't turn on the air conditioner. So I was like, all right, that's a that's basically a note to say stay home because I don't want to walk up eight flights of stairs when it's like feels like one hundred three degrees Fahrenheit outside. I'm good. Yeah. Thank you. Don't need it. Um, not as bad as the Northwest. It, it was apparently uh, in Vancouver. They had the hottest day recorded in Canada. Not ever? just been ever, ever. Wow. Yeah. So that happened this week. Very exciting times for uh, for the climate change community. Like, you, see, you see, you see, you see the thing that we said is going to happen. Well, it's happening. Because at the end of the day, everyone just wants to be right. Uh, <laughs> no so one actually some, cares about the some end asshole Republicans going to drive up to Alaska and be like, "Look, this snowball." It's like, okay, yeah. we get it. Fine. So yeah. That's uh, that's the excitement going on over here, which is uh, not much. Made myself some milk bread French toast this weekend. Went to Toulajour, got some milk bread, and French toasted it. And I will dis- and I will disclose more of that when the when the appropriate story comes up later in the episode. Because I did something, I put, put a little twist, put a little twist on the French toast this weekend. It's exciting. Something to look forward to. A little teaser. Yeah. And do you want to talk about before we get into the news? I've got nothing. Right on. <laughs> got nothing. Right. All right. Well, I got uh, we, we, let's go to the news then. We got three stories here. Your topics are Nintendo, the Olympics, and a toaster. So I want to leave the toaster for last because I already right. know about that one. So Fair let's enough. do the order that you gave us. Nintendo, the Olympics, and then the toaster. Okay. Now I know what you're thinking. Hey, wait a minute. Nintendo. You're going to talk about... No, 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 no. Don't worry. This is, this is fun. Now, reading from Kotaku. Nintendo can't even get $50 a month from sued ROM site. Nintendo's legal battle against a ROM site continues. Here we go. Suing a video game ROM site and being awarded $2.1 million in damages doesn't mean much if the defendant can't pay. Apparently, Nintendo's having trouble collecting from ROM Universe founder Matthew Storman, who's already missed a $50 monthly sanction payment to the video game publisher. You can't get, you can't get blood from a stone, and you can't squeeze a relatively measly $50 payment out of a guy whose primary source of income was the video game ROM site you sued into oblivion. Earlier this year... Nintendo's 2019 lawsuit against website ROM Universe concluded with the site being shut down and Nintendo awarded $2.1 million in damages. 
That's $35,000 for each of the 49 Nintendo games found on the site, plus $400,000 in trademark damages. The chances of Matthew Storman, who defended himself in court and whose only source of income was the now defunct ROM site, being able to pay those damages are incredibly slim. In a recent court filing obtained by Torrent Freak, Nintendo complains that Storman hasn't made his court mandate mandated monthly payment of $50. Now, I need to kind of back up there because... Yeah, I, I was going to say, you, you need to explain some things because everyone's I'm, not a nerd. I'm going like to explain you. a couple of things, okay. but I want to start with this one thing. <laughs> because the general premise of, of doing anything with a lawyer, the hourly cost of a lawyer, if it took any, if it took more than like three minutes to write this uh to write to make this court filing then that was already worth more then you already lost more than fifty dollars by making it i was gonna say not even like three minutes i'm assuming that just gets rounded up to an hour right <laughs> that's what i'm saying if you want to just value the hour of time it's like can you do this and something actually productive in the, in the span of an hour then this should be no more than three minutes of your time which is crazy okay so let me let me explain a little bit this kind of explained the details of nintendo suing this company for a little bit of context um you can play older games on PCs and other hardware by downloading emulators. Emulators emulate the old hardware such as a Nintendo, Super Nintendo, uh, you know, PlayStation, whatever it is, and then you download the ROM, which is effectively the game that can play in an emulator. And That's I believe ROM stands for read only memory. So it's basically just reads a file and displays the contents of that file. So yep. basically someone builds software that emulates, that replicates what your old Nintendo system did back in 1985, which is pretty simple if you think about today's games, right? Pretty simple code of I read this cartridge and this cartridge has data on it and I display things on a TV screen that you can hit buttons on. Yeah, And so the computer now does that. And you can download ROMs of old games and play them into this emulator software. And then it's like you have a Nintendo exactly. on your laptop, on your phone, on your TV, on anything at this point. Yep. You, can load, you can load an emulator. Yeah. So generally speaking, there these ROMs, if a game exists, there's a ROM of it. Even going far back, like you could, you could find ROMs for PS4 games, pretty, I would imagine. Now, finding a platform that could actually run those is insanely difficult because you generally need quite a bit of power to to run any sort of console emulators um i think the general rule of thumb is you need at least like double the power to run an emulated to run emulated software but that's some some stuff works better than others but anyway these are freely distributed around the web they show up all over the place and this guy basically ran a website and there's a few of these there's more than just this one but there are websites that host download links to roms across every platform and the means to actually install them and get them running on an emulator so that's a little bit of background anything else that i missed in that clarification i think that pretty much sums it up all right cool in the filing Nintendo seeks a permanent injunction against Storman to ensure that he does not relaunch ROM Universe and resumes dis- and resume distributing video game ROMs. In the filing, which can be viewed in a full Torrent Freak, in full at Torrent Freak, Nintendo's lawyers cite Storman's inability to give them fifty bucks as a demonstration of his dis- disregard for his legal obligations. "Quote: Not only did defendant not address his violation of the court orders in the opposition, but he continues to ignore the order and has not yet made any payments to Nintendo." And quote, if 
Violet reads, quote, this failure to make even the modest $50 a month payment in amount that he proposed and agreed to demonstrated demonstrates that Nintendo has no adequate remedy at law for defendants past or future infringement and underscores the need for a permanent injunction, end quote. Last month, Storman filed a motion to have the court consider not making him pay Nintendo $2.1 million. And that's also, by the way, in every instance, ROMs are always downloaded for free. No one ever makes any money on these things. So any money that they're being sued for and loss of value is being equated against what Nintendo would have otherwise made from the game and, and uh, or, I or would ad say, revenues. I was going to say that's the issue that I have with it. With with this on on this dude's behalf, Nintendo notoriously doesn't really let you play old games, or they're like, very selective about it. They're very selective, but I think one of the one of the biggest complaints I've seen about Nintendo is that most Nintendo fans really cherish the original NES, Super Nintendo, Nintendo sixty four games more than they maybe cherish the new stuff. Right? Is that fair to say that? There's a there's a class of millennials that really really enjoyed the the first three consoles because it brings back childhood nostalgia and memories, and a lot of people want to play those games. They want to pick up Mario sixty four. Yeah, it's nostalgic. Yeah, you're right. They hold it in a certain regard, um, but I I, always, I think for most people the nostalgia is greater than the than the payoff when you actually play it. Absolutely. So yeah, and and I think. It's there's more because games were generally smaller and they took less time to make back in the day. There's a greater quantity of games per console that as you go further back, there's like diminishing returns. So you can so the quantity of games that were highly cherished on the NES is greater than it was. Eh, they're probably equal on Super Nintendo, but it's substantially less on N64 and it's substantially less on GameCube and it's substantially less on Wii and there is nothing on Wii U because every but everything's on Switch now. So, you know, it it, it slowly shrinks. I was gonna say you, for you now though, but give it but board. give it twenty years. And those games will have the same nostalgia for a kid right now who's between the ages of ten and fifteen. Right? So the problem that I have is that Nintendo doesn't offer you to pay them money to to play these games the way that you would like to play them. It's it's very selective. It's remastering. It's often at a pretty high price point. It's not in a way that seems reasonable that if I wanted to play a Nintendo game, can I even find a Nintendo system and cartridges? Like that alone would would take quite a bit of time. And Nintendo's you not can. gonna make any money. But exactly. Nintendo's not gonna make any money off of that anyways, right? That's third party market at that point. Um it's not like Nintendo gets revenue for every single NES system sold. At this right. point, they've stopped yeah, making absolutely. them, right? Yep. So it's it's kind of petty because it's $2.1 million, and I would assume that Nintendo makes that amount of money, I mean, in a couple of hours, if that, like less than that. Like, do you come in after one guy for $2.1 million, how much does that, it's, it's punishment for the sake of punishment, in my opinion. Shutting his site down, telling him he can't do this, or there's legal ramifications of you actually... Um, you know, breaching any type of law that might actually put you in jail seems to be more worthwhile than coming after this guy for 50 bucks a month that he's pretty much like, well, I don't have it, so I'm not going to pay you. Even if he does, he's just going to say, I don't have it, so I'm not going to pay you. So is Nintendo really just going to keep going after? Does Nintendo not have better things to do? 
Yeah. Like, how about you make so. another Golden Sun game instead of chasing this guy? How about you or spend put, the time and the effort to actually make the games that the rest of us want to play instead of stopping this guy from sharing, uh, g- give me an old third-party Nintendo game that this dude is probably selling. Like, yeah. instead of chasing him after nonsense that the rest of us don't really care about. Yeah, and it's not just Nintendo, because you also look at something like, like I just finished Final Fantasy VII, right? They made a game, it was a prequel, Crisis Core, that was on PSP. Uh, they just turned off the PSP store, so you can't buy games through PSP anymore. And you, But you could download them through PS Vita. Now, Vita can play PSP games, but it you can't download Crisis Core on Vita. So literally the only way to play that game is to buy a PSP, which is which every version of it has been discontinued, and to buy the physical version of the game on UMD. <laughs> also, PSPs explode after a certain amount of time, like they all do. So really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do apparently. So <laughs> I still have mine. So Well, it's a ticking time bomb. Uh, okay, good to look know. Out. It's like the battery notoriously like there's battery swelling. Oh, like it that, swells. Okay. Yeah. That'll happen to every uh they'll happen every PSP in, in time. So yeah, that might be a thing of every lithium ion battery, but but specifically yes. for the PSP ones, they're notoriously like going to fail. Probably the casing time. that it's in and all of that type of stuff. Yeah, whatever it is. So so that that's something where what is the re there is literally no way to play that game right now that would give Sony or square their due for that title. So what's the argument against Torrin? What's, what's the argument against Aram at that point, other than saying, well, you're stealing because the argument is true. You are stealing, but you've given me no way to give you money to get this game. So then what is my recourse here? Nintendo, on the other hand, you, they have a, little bit of a better argument because those methods exist, but they're not as accessible as they used to be. So you have you have the NES Classic where you got a whole bunch of stuff. And you have the and you have the SNES Classic where you have a whole bunch of stuff. And all that and and those similarly, most of those games can be played on Switch at this point. So fine. Got it. Put those in a bucket. N64, no way to play those games other than buying an N64 and buying the cartridges. And there's no way, again, to give Nintendo their due for those things. The other, the only option that exists is Virtual Console, but I'm 99% sure they shut down those stores on yeah. Wii and Wii U. So, how so do you, my, I guess how do you my do question it? to you is, is why this seems easy from a game studio or a game manufacturer standpoint, does it not? I, and again, I, I would guess because there's a lot of third-party games on these systems. That means Nintendo actually has to give them their dues as well, right? There's probably some type of agreement that says, hey, you can't just put, I'm thinking of a, I'm trying to think of a game, a, a third party game that's not a Nintendo game, but it's on their system. Like, let's say any of the, any of the rare games, right? So Banjo and Kazoo. Like an old know, one? A, yeah, I'm just trying to think of an old yeah, game sure. where you'd actually yeah, yeah. have to pay. Banjo's good. Yeah. Because you'd have like, to pay somebody else if you say, hey, we want to offer this, but it's actually us making a deal with whoever the hell owns rare now, right? Microsoft. Like it, Microsoft yeah, so it right. turns into that. So I can see it being more complicated just for pure IP and rights issues. But how hard is it for them just to make virtual co- – the, the ROM's already out there. <laughs> I would just take some dude's work already that's that's been bootlegged, clean it up, and find a way to put it on my own system. Yeah, and it's been done. That's basically what Sony did for their uh, for the PlayStation Classic that they put out is that they use the ROMs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, hey, you're going to steal and- from me? I'm going to steal it back, and now you did all the work for me. Great, now they I'm going to put it in this thing, and, you, yeah. and now I'll get real money for it. 
they apparently did a pretty cheap version of that. But a lot of times, yeah, the, the emulation is used all the time in very in more situations than you probably realize. Like when you have those old versions and they and they are perfectly reproduced versions of what you want, then why not? The best version of what you can get is going to be from typically from the source. Like anytime Nintendo re-releases its old stuff, you're never going to enter a situation like you did with the PlayStation Classic. They have too much respect for their games and you're not going to have that problem. But at the same time, their willingness to put the classics out there where people can easily access them is pretty abysmal, which forces them to turn to a place like this. And it doesn't make it right, especially from a legal standpoint. And that legal argument will always hold weight. But at the same time, it's like, come on, Nintendo, open it up. I just find it hilarious that you're suing this guy for $2.1 million. And it's like, where did you determine that value? Yeah. The guy didn't make $2.1 million off ads. No. There's no way. And the people who are going to try to steal the games are people that may have been able if if Nintendo just said, all right, cool, you could buy all these games on PC. Well, there's your opportunity cost. But you didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, there's no way for you to buy these at all. So people turn to I mean, I yeah. I, I this is just a piracy discussion in general, but exactly, for me, yeah. it's just you pirate things when they're not easy to get. Like Spotify has completely, at least for me, killed needing to pirate music. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't need to. I pay for it and I get all of it. I get all of it that I want. Maybe there's a few things here or there that I don't have, but for listening to music on my phone very quickly, it's perfect. Here, here's my ten bucks a month done yeah but if it's not easy and i have to do this work well, i'm not gonna pay for it i'm doing the work you do the work and i'll pay you for it i do the work i'm not paying <laughs> it's yeah. as simple as that yeah i made that argument um because i'm in the same boat i never i actually never pirated music um what i would i made the exception when an album would come out and there was no way for me to get it in the states so if they did a release in europe for example a week or two before then i would pirate that album before buying it ahead of time but you force my hand at that point what do you want me to do and the thing that i find funny is that for people who are really fans of things myself included if you actually give me a hard copy of something i'm i will pay you for it right like i might have this bootlegged version of something but if you came out with a release of something that was a hard copy that's something that i can own and something that becomes a bit of a collectible. I mean, we've got no problem selling collectibles at this point, right? Like yeah. you're looking looking at vinyls and how how popular vinyl has become again. Yeah. They make more it's than because CDs. there's something tangible of saying, "Hey, I've got Spotify. I've got all the music I ever want, but now I want something. I want a special version of this. I want a version that I can look through and look at the art and do the whole ritual ritualistic thing of of this tangible item in my hand." I would say our generation of all of the generations has taken that side of things actually pretty like we'll pay for crap if it's special. Like more than like, I mean, how many how many people have bought these stupid Yeezy shoes that come out special releases, six hundred dollars a pop because it's a special once only release type of thing. Like our generation has like we're, we're magpies in that sense. Whatever shiny, tangible thing, we'll stand out in lines for it. We'll pay thousands of dollars for something. Did you just use the term magpies? Because magpies don't they get don't they get shiny objects? I don't know what that is. Sounds like a thing. I believe I believe that's what it is. I believe magpie grab shiny objects. Well, magpies. I might, I might have the wrong bird. 
I don't know. It's it sounds like a New Zealand colloquialism that you've no. It's about. not. Magpies are very curious, like the relatives, jays and crows. They sometimes pick up shiny things, but they don't shine, okay. show any preference to shiny or dull. So they grab silver and things and give them. At least that's the that's the the old legend of magpies. Just if there's something shiny, ooh, what's that? I want that now. And it's like you don't really take stock in whether or not you need something. So, I mean, like, we're buying, like, straight razors and a bunch of old nostalgic crap that you don't need because you want to have this tangible thing that you can hold and say, I've got this pure craftsmanship of something. And our generation is awful at that. <laughs> I'm done. I, I stopped. I used to get, um, like, collector's editions and things like that. I And I used to... The last... I used to try to get as much swag as I could when I went to conventions and things like that. The last time I went to an E3, I didn't look for any swag. I still ended up accumulating a bunch. And then by the end of it, I was just giving it away to people. And they were losing their minds. I was people's best friends. So like, hey, man, that bag you have, like, you want it? He's like, yeah, I'll trade you for this one. I'm like, no, no, just take the bag. You will understand in a matter of time. You look at all these bags and go, why do I own all this crap? Why do I have all this shit? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Um, so. So anyway. End of the story. Really, my big takeaway is: uh, hey, sucks for this guy, Nintendo. You're never gonna get that money. No, um, you need to you need to pump the brakes on this dude. Um, but I, I'd also say, uh, you know, p- put your shit on sale, and people will buy it. Plenty of things I'd, I'd love to buy. Put some of that GameCube stuff out there. That's I'm telling you, man. If they started releasing some games stuff. on virtual content, I, I'd I'd buy some of these games. There's a lot of there's what what is this game? Uh, what is it? Jet Force Gemini. I'd play that game in a heartbeat if you offer. You could, it well, that's also owned by Rare now. That's but that's well, a rare that's property. My that's on that's on Xbox. <laughs> you can get that on Xbox. You can it's get like that on, on PC Xbox, as well. But but just in general, like I'm saying, like there's these old games that I remember playing. That if you offer them to me at a reasonable price. I'll just pay you for them, but if I really want to, if I really want to play them, and I can't find them easily, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go find the ROM and play it myself. <laughs> I, just, I don't just, know. Hey, I'm sorry. Yeah, rare replay I mean, it's funny didn't come I'm out for my PC. server now, and I'm pretty sure I own every Nintendo game ever made. <laughs> uh oh. I'm not gonna comment on that. I don't need to cut them. Yeah, I'm right? looking at this, and uh, I have my NES every, Classic. Every NES I, got, games. I, I got the NES Classic. I got the SNES Classic. The problem with nostalgia is epitomized in those things i bought them i never even turned them on i but i'm also somebody who always likes to play the things now although again i just played through final fantasy 7 for the first time so there goes my argument out the window yeah uh and i do love this uh the game and watch super mario brothers which is the original one from the nes and uh, i do play that a bit that's fun i think it's just because our generation moves around too much I just like eventually you get to a point where like, again, like owning books and stuff is great until you have to move a bunch of books. Yeah. And then you're done reading it. Then what do you do? Then you're just not even done reading it. Right. Like just from a collector standpoint, having a bookshelf full of books has a little has a little cachet to it makes you look like you're well read until the day comes. You got to move your house. And then you're like, why do I own all these books? Books are heavy. There's something like you. There's something egotistical about about having a bunch of books like that, too. Like, what are you doing? You there's a lot of showing egotist- off like like people. owning a bunch of records is a bunch of egotistical. Like if like, I, if a I had a bookshelf and I literally yeah. and instead of having the bookshelf filled with books, I just put a Kindle there. It's like yeah. the MB- it's like look at this. I read and I and I am not killing the environment with a bunch of stacks of paper that I'm never going to open again. Yeah, and I just bought a new Kindle and it's great. It's, yeah, it's, which it's one awesome. did you get? You can get did all get these the, books. I got the two fifty dollar Voyager. 
No, I got the I got the paper white. It was on sale during Prime Day. Sure was. And I got it for half price, and it's waterproof, so I can go read it in the hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Love it. All right. That's pretty much why I bought it, to be dead honest with you. Like I yeah, like have I want to be done able it to, yet? Have you have you read it? I haven't the, done it yet. As soon as I end this podcast, it. I might. Okay. Because it's the winter for you, right? It is the winter. So go out there, get a nice book, get a coffee, and just sit in a tub of your own water. <laughs> That's mm. bubbling. Gross. Oh, I hate it. I hate all those things. I hate everything about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't read, you don't drink coffee. Yeah, like yeah. everything I'm about I, to I do. Don't, seems I don't like, like the idea nightmare. of like I don't like the way you described sitting in a hot tub either. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what it is. Just has sitting, right? Sitting so. in your own like body soup. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Rogan just described a, a taking a bath as butt soup. I think that's what he called. I mean, yeah, you're kind of sitting in. That's why the, the Japanese way is we. Yeah, learn. you got to shower before. You got to clean yourself before. Yeah, the bath Before is a relaxing you. thing, but you shower to actually get clean. <laughs> so you shower, then you soak in the bath for fun. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It it makes perfect sense. Look, I did it. Uh, you didn't. You couldn't handle. I it. I didn't know because I I didn't want to hang around a bunch of Korean uh, naked guys. Just wasn't wasn't my bag. For you were. I you had a pre- great you massage pre- in that chair though. So you weren't amazing. prepared for that for that amount of dick. There was a lot of no. I, I I just I was good. Um, and again, it. I'm not a giant hot tub person. I own one, but I'm, I'm not a giant. I, it's not like I would use. Well, those it are more like pools, yeah, more like, like it's, than hot tubs. Yeah. But yeah. fair enough. All right, let's talk about the Olympics here. I hope I read this right. Oh man, the Olympics are happening too, aren't they? <laughs> We're doing this. Yeah, it's <laughs> I, going on. I love I'm happy. It. I, I'm happy it's I, happening. I, I, I love I these these people in there and the COVID stuff. They're like, oh my god, Japan's going through. Look at the curve. It's on the way down. Come on, let 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 the let them play. Let them play. I, I I love how we've just decided that the pandemic is over. <laughs> people who have vaccines, and I'm people as an Americans, just decided they're done. Right? You guys have just decided. You know what? We're done. Trump's I mean, out of office in the states. We, we've got that vaccines. Is. If you don't want a vaccine, then you don't have to get one. If you do want get want one, you can get one. So at this point. It's over. So good luck. Now you're on your own <laughs> because we've given you the option to not die. You know, what's funny is like even even with that mentality, we still have probably more cases per day than 95 percent of these other countries that don't like Australia. They um, Sydney went into a lockdown because yeah, they had that, like 12 that almost cases. Bit us. Yeah, that almost we bit have us last last yes, two weeks because yesterday yeah, we, we were open new zealand was open to to australians traveling back and forth yeah and so now they've got you know some hundred cases and new zealand still has zero but again we can't open up the country because of what's going to happen is a bunch of americans who, who have decided the pandemic is over will bring it to this island and, and wreck the last 18 months of what but you can let in that's the thing you can let in vaccinated people the problem well, that's is the pro- no you can't let in vaccinated people because vaccinated people can still catch the virus it's very unlikely and 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 transmit and, and, it. The and guy, transmission the guy is, very, from, is much lower. The guy from Sydney who mm-hmm. came into Wellington, who then tested po- positive for COVID-19, had gotten his first shot of the AstraZeneca vaccine. Different vaccine. It's a fake still, vaccine. Still. He, he had we a shot to We haven't approved it in America. Thing, and it wasn't enough. Which shows so us not That's the it's... only point I'm making. I mean, right now they're telling you if you got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, you might want to get a shot of another one. <laughs> I, don't have I that love one. it. We just decided we're done. And then it's like, well, this new variant, actually, if you took Johnson & Johnson, just see if you can get a Pfizer shot, too. 
and see what a happens. Booster shot. Like, yeah. That's what we're doing. It's a little I'm not anti-vax, but we're but we're taking some real liberties with these with these vaccines and how effective some of this stuff is. You're not the thing is is like you can't you're not going to um stop anything hundred percent. It's impossible, right? You you're I don't you're not gonna get to the point where coronavirus just goes away and nobody has it. So Well, here in New Zealand, they've now said basically we need ninety-eight percent of the population to get vaccinated for herd immunity, which is just isn't gonna ninety-eight percent? That's nuts. Yes, because because again, we haven't had COVID here, like in the community. Oh, right. So nobody yeah for so long. And when we did, it was like two cases. Like we no. haven't had more than twenty people, twenty twenty cases in one day, probably around this time last year. And I would even say probably earlier than that, probably by April. We were we were having one or two cases at the April twenty twenty. So that's the problem. <laughs> like, Look, like I just I just want to bring yeah. up I, I all I want to bring up with the point on the Olympics is that let the athletes play. Like you can control a group of people to at least participate and do a the large thing. group of people though. It's a very um, large group of people. Yeah, people put them in a bubble, <laughs> and then keep <laughs> that's them a in big bubble. bubble. Well, they did it for the, the, the NHL. Now, the they Olympics. did it in the NHL. The, are you saying well, there's more people in the Olympics? Well, that's the I guess, same yeah, there's sport, more sports. though. Like, again, remember now, the also Olympics are in sports. Japan. You could, cut, you could cut some sports. Like the <laughs> ribbon twirling, you could cut that shit. You don't need it. Look, again, because remember, the Olympics probably happens all over Japan. I know that it's in Tokyo. That's where it's head. That's where it's centered. But they're going to play events, you know, rowing events out in the middle of nowhere, right? Like the actual Olympic event locations, there's like probably 40 locations all around Japan. So it's like, sure, like you do the opening ceremony in Tokyo, but the actual Olympics is spread out all over the place. So, yeah, you can't have a bubble. You can have a bubble if it's just the NBA and everyone's playing the same sport. But how are you going to have a bubble when one guy is fencing and the other guy is rowing? And the third guy is playing soccer. Like, what bubble is that? I don't know. One's in a fucking river. Who cares? <laughs> you, don't, you don't need a bubble when you're in the river. You, you can't transmit it outside. Uh, I love it. I love the American mentality is just golf. taking a total Golf is, all right. Golf. You're not, <laughs> you're not transmitting anything during golf. Straight up. Yeah. When someone's well, playing, they just, you're not doing there's it. A dude, uh, there's, a, there's, the, there's a Detroit classic pro-am something happening and one of these guys just had to pull out because he tested positive <laughs> so you can't yeah, because he was out the night before he was he didn't get uh, it at the man. at the track i love it i, I just love how americans are yeah you know we, oh trump doesn't want us to have the as soon as trump is gone it's just like ah, the, pandemic, the pandemic's over because trump's gone we're all gonna be fine now it's great you look I at the look it. at the numbers numbers are lowest than they've been the the biggest I, problem I are places <laughs> oddly enough where uh are the hot spots where People refuse to get vaccinated. Like New York. All you guys had to do was just like stay inside for like a, like two months and you couldn't do it. No. <laughs> you just couldn't do it. I did it. I did it. But no, some, as, as but a whole, a lot as of Americans, we just couldn't do it. We were just yeah. like, this is my life. Like, no, I've got, I've got to, I've got to go to Walmart. And it's like, but you yeah, don't. Yeah, every, everything's got to be politicized. That's the problem. <laughs> everything's got to be politicized. It sucks. <sighs> but here we are. Anyway, I'm flying out to uh, – I'm going to be on a plane for the first time uh, in a week. <laughs> you fly to Japan. You're going to going the Olympics. Going to Japan. You're going to the – no. The going pandemic's to, uh, over. We did it. Going to Portland. Going to Portland, Oregon. Uh, okay. Here we go. This is the actual story that I wanted to read about the Olympics. Shikari Richardson suspended from U.S. Olympic team after testing positive for marijuana. I saw this this morning. Great. Here we go. 
U.S. track and field star Shikari Richardson has been suspended for one month from the Olympic team after testing positive for THC, a chemical found in marijuana, the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency announced on Friday. It's USDA, by the way, for future reference. Quote, the rules are clear, but this is heartbreaking on many levels. Hopefully her acceptance of responsibility and apology will be an important example to us all that we can successfully overcome our regrettable decisions despite the costly consequences of this one to her. And quote, said USADA CEO Travis T. Tigard in a press release. You know what? Fuck you, Travis. I'm going to start with that. Richardson appeared on NBC's Today. That's not an easy statement to make, I suppose. But still, I'll get my there's my opinion for you. Richards appeared. Richardson appeared on NBC's Today show did, on did Friday morning. Did you see morning. this video? It's the video of uh, her on the Today show. Yeah. Uh, maybe I, I kind of it. had it's CNN great. going She's in like, like a stupor. St- She's like standing by a door. <laughs> it's like she's not even like it's not like she's like sitting at a desk and there's like books and stuff behind her like she's doing an interview. Like it just shows you where we are cuz she's just like in her house by a door and then she's probably got like an iPhone that's just like yeah, I'm just going to do this interview that just says, yeah, I messed up. I got to do it. You yeah. Know, yeah. <laughs> she said, quote, I just want to take responsibility for my actions. I know what I did. I know what I'm supposed to do. I'm allowed not to do. And I still made that decision. I'm not making an excuse or looking for any empathy in my case. End quote. Richardson had booked her spot at the Tokyo Olympics with a runaway victory in the women's 100 meter at the U.S. Olympic track and field trials in Eugene, Oregon last month. Due to the positive test, her Olympic trial results were automatically disqualified, and she will not be allowed to participate in her signature 100-meter race at Tokyo Olympics later this month. It's unclear whether Richardson will miss the Games altogether. She may still be eligible to compete in another event besides the 100-meter, such as the 4x100-meter relay. CNN has reached out to Team USA for clarity. Friday's USADA statement reads, quote, Richardson's competitive results obtained on June 19, 2021, including her Olympic qualifying results at the team trials, have been disqualified and she forfeits any medals, points and prizes. Beyond that, one month sanction, athletes eligibility for the Tokyo Games is determined by the USOPC and or USA track and field eligibility rules and quote. Richardson cited finding out from a reporter that her biological mother had passed away as part of the reason she consumed marijuana, saying, quote, I was just thinking it would be a normal interview. And then on the interview to hear that information come from a complete stranger. It was definitely triggering. It was never it was nerve shocking because it's like, who are you to tell me that? From there, just blinded by emotions, blinded by bad news, blinded by just hiding hurt honestly honestly for the fact that i can't hide myself so at least in some type of way i was trying to hide my pain and quote the world anti-doping agency wada and the or wada and the usada label cannabis as a banned substance as it quote poses a health risk to athletes has the potential to enhance performance and violates the spirit of the sport and quote isn't that contradictory yeah okay Quote, <laughs> everything I do comes from comes from me naturally. No steroids, no anything. This incident was about marijuana. After my sanctions are up, I'll be back and able to compete. And every single time I step on the track, I'll be ready to compete for whatever anti-doping agency to come. 
and get what it is that they need. And quote, Richardson concluded, this is the end of the article, I promise, quote, Shikari Richardson's situation is incredibly unfortunate and devastating for everyone involved. And quote, USA track and field said in a statement, quote, athlete, athlete health and well-being continue to be one of USATF's most critical priorities. And we will work with Shikari to ensure she has ample resources to overcome any mental health challenges now and in the future. And quote. What do you think? There's a lot. There's a lot here. <laughs> yes. Fascinating. This was. This is not the news I expected to hear this morning while eating my oatmeal. No, because there's. It's fascinating for again. So let's let's start from, I guess the the USA Olympic side, right? Okay. Cool. Because the US the Olympics for for us is a giant advertisement for how great America is, right? It's like a giant display. It's the one time we all get together and wrap ourselves in the flag and go, America's great. Well, you know, it's the one. It's the, it's the time that we usually prove it. It, it. It's the one time that I think that I think we all kind of agree. Like, because, again, you're watching the athletes and the athletes are representing us as a people. So even if you hate the flag and you hate all the things that America, the people in America, I don't think anyone ever goes, well, I can't stand these people. As a whole, as Americans, right? So the simple fact that someone didn't, I wonder, I want to know how much they tried to cover this up. Because every other country in the world totally would have covered this up, <laughs> right? Yes. If Russia had some great yes. athlete. I don't think great, this is the Olympics some, rules. It, all, all these rules are USA rules, right? None no, of this is the Olympic rules. No, but that's, that's my point, though. Yeah. Like, like it's it, it's it's us hurting ourselves because we should be like, hey, look, who cares if she smoked a little weed? She's our best chance to win a gold medal. Get her out there, <laughs> yeah. and something slipped through where they decided not to not to let this happen. So that's the first thing that's surprising to me because I just figured that they just would have been like, hey, uh, you know, if it's something a little harder, okay, right? If she was taking codeine or opioids or something else, you're like, all right, that's a little concerning. But marijuana is legal in how many states? Uh, a lot of them. Nearly all of them in some medical capacity, at least. And I'm pretty right. sure this was in Oregon. It was in Oregon where it's legal. Yeah, so that's my point, though. But and again, like I, I'm saying this, there's mul- there's, it's just multifaceted. Because on the, on, the, on the first look of this, you're like, well, this is dumb. It's legal in half the states recreationally. I'm, I'm throwing that number out there. It might be less. But it's legal in enough states recreationally. That you'd figure that, hey, you know, this obviously doesn't enhance anyone's performance at this level, where if she tests positive for this, it's not like she's able to run 100 meters faster. Maybe it does if you're doing some type of healing of CBD oil or something like that that actually helps your joints and helps with pain, maybe, but that's not really what she tested positive for. She tested positive for the psychoactive ingredient in it, which I don't think that makes her run faster. No, probably not. Right? If anything, I would say it hurts. Her ability to run faster. So it's more impressive. <laughs> she was able to run this speed when she was probably just, you know. Or make her do it again. Like, all right. That, go I would just do say, it. yeah, like, can you just prove to us again that this didn't make you super fast? And then, uh, yeah, we're good. Yeah, because it's so not like it stays in your yeah. system for that well, it long. It does. It stays in your system for, what, a couple of months, I would assume. But what about any sort of effects? No, I think the effects wear off. It's because I believe it, it's, it doesn't break down in fat tissue as well yeah. as other things do, 
right? So okay. it doesn't pass where I believe there's lots of drugs that you take and it's completely out of your system. But yeah. this is the one that because of how it binds to cells and things in our body, it you can show traces of usage for afterwards. The one yeah, time one... I've had to take a I've had to take a drug test for a job. Um it was funny because I'm in there and I was maybe fourteen or fifteen. Mm. Right? So it's like back in the day when like you work in a grocery store, go pee in a cup to prove us that you're not using drugs. And so you're like, All right, cool. You said, All right, so I'll I go see you there. Later then I guess, uh, I guess this, this poor, job's not and, for me. Yeah, and there's this and there's this poor kid who's sitting in this chair and he's like, Well, I don't have to use the bathroom. And they're like, Well, we're gonna sit here all day, man, until you do. You better drink some water or something. And so like I get in there and you know, you pee in a cup and the guy basically looks at it and goes, You're fine. He's like, Go ahead, you're you're I'll send this over. Cause you I guess you can kind of tell. Um, like it's kind of obvious like it's kind of obvious if you're a heavy user and if you're a 14 year old they're like the chances are back in 1995 or no back in 1998 1999 you're not actually using marijuana um so yeah i would just assume that this is one of those post-race things to see if she's using any type of performance enhancing and they found this and there had to be a large discussion around there's no way we can let this slide and there had to be some guy like no that's the rules you're like dude really like really, like yeah. I just got high before I came in here. It's legal. It's if like, she had a beer, on. if she had a beer, or if she smoked a cigarette, wouldn't have mattered. Wouldn't have mattered. Matter. And I would say a, that if nicot- she kicked a puppy, that would be. And fine. I would say that nicotine probably nicotine actually increases your the size of your blood vessels. I believe. I, I believe that it actually that I'm it actually allows for more. Like the reason why you feel a high from nicotine is because it actually allows for more oxygen to get into your blood. I believe. I might be making up stuff here. I'm not a I'm not a scientist, but I believe that nicotine yeah. actually can be used as a performance enhancer for a short amount of time. So I would argue, other than like the fact that it tars your lungs and it makes it harder to breathe, if you just took some nicotine, it's probably has a positive effect if you're running a race. So yeah, you can go out there and smoke smoke a couple of cigarettes, and as long as it doesn't affect your lung capacity, you're good. Yeah. So that's the so that's my first take on this. So this is silly, but but okay, there is the case of you know what the rules are. I understand that you just lost your mother. I understand that you found a way to cope with something in the way that you probably cope with things in general, which generally is not an issue. But at this moment in time right now, it is an issue. And it's very clear that she just didn't make the best judgment call. And so, to me, it's a perfect life. She's only 21. Yep. Right? Yeah. She'll it's, be back. it's a good life lesson. Like, hey, look, there's time and a place for everything. And that just wasn't the time or the place. And you made a mistake. And you'll, you'll live. You'll be fine. And you'll get it. You know, you still might be able to go to, go to the Olympics. Because she, she still might be eligible to run it's for like the, the other time. races. Yeah, the way yeah, the time it's, it's a timing thing. She just picked a bad time to do this. But, again, I guess, you know, she's like, hey, my mother just died. Yeah. Um, so that's that's my other side of it of going, yeah, the rule's dumb and it's stupid and we should get rid of bad rules. But if you know what the rules are, you got to abide by them or these are or there's consequences if you don't. Simple as that, really. Yeah, basically. At what point do you basically say marijuana is like a cigarette or a or beer? As- well, well, remember, this is a very. A lot of these laws passing are very European and North American. 
that's not the case in Japan. That's not the case in Asia. I mean, is, all these the are U.S. traveled to these are U.S. centric, and I would say Western world centric. But these are U.S. organizations just, that are stopping yeah, but her. That, that's my point, though. Like it's U.S. organizations, but in general, right? General in general in generalities, marijuana is not widely accepted everywhere in the world the way that Americans and Canadians and people in Europe tend to think it is. Because other places are very so yeah, like I know we're making strides in some places, but some places are very far behind still. So to just think that hey, Amer- you know, marijuana is fine for everybody. There's plenty of people. I would say that there's more of the world that disagrees with that than agrees with that sentiment about marijuana just being fine. I guess there is the World Anti Doping Agency, which I didn't even know was a thing. They they're the ones WADA, with that right, crazy, yeah, WADA. They're the ones with that quote about the risk to. It has a health risk to athletes, has potential to enhance performance, and violates the spirit of the sport. Yeah, that's the problem. Like everything's got potential to enhance performance. Yeah. Like who knows? Maybe being—I Throwing- mean, I know—I know being drunk messes with your motor skills, but a drink before a race might actually calm you down. Yeah, or uh, or or throwing down a pixie stick before before you uh, a little sugar before you run. Yeah, get get a little bit of sugar in your in your system. Caffeine. You tell me that's not going to give you a boost? The right. electrolytes Caffe- and, and Gatorade and Powerade? A, caffeine's a drug. I'm sure there's a guy that, that slammed a monster energy drink before running. Yeah, all that right? stuff. That, and that's that's definitely not an all-natural drink. No. So, <laughs> yeah. So, like, it, it's, it's the whole idea of what substances actually enhance and which ones don't. That's really kind of... I mean, if you ask my opinion, I would love for all my athletes to take steroids. I want to see the, I want to see the best the human body can do. Push them to the limit. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I'm I'm all for that and all. Like, I'm just like, hey, you're getting paid a lot of money, and you know the risks. And if you want to have a clean sport, and then a sport where I just want to see freaks of nature going at it, I, I'm kind of down with that. You want it? You want to see like the NFL blitz in real life? I'm, I mean, same thing with horse racing, right? Like those horses. Have you oh, have you looked at a horse race recently? No, I mean, they're, I they're, they're not built. It's just, this is so weird. I can't they're not it. built like regular horses, right? So there's <laughs> something going on. Like, so yeah, we get a couple of juiced up horses. Like, I, I want to see the best. <laughs> I want to see records broken. I want to see things that are unachievable. And I want to see American greatness. So as far as I'm concerned, I, I've got no problem. If you want a science doing, race as much as a as uh, much as a physical I want race. the scientific Olympics. Like who's got the best doctors in medicine? You'll basically right? have the monsters showing up in real I'm, life. I'm <laughs> totally down with it. I, I'm down with it. If you want to sign up for the Monstar Olympics, let's do it. Because <laughs> Ru- Russia, Russia's in, China's in, right? All yeah. the, all the little seedier areas where you know things happen in dark alleys. That's what I want to see. Mexico, they'll try to do a version of it. Absolutely. Like like, would you not watch the dream team of basketball of a bunch of guys that are just on every performance enhancing drug you can think of. I'd be curious. Right? <laughs> I'd be curious. I mean, just from a pure entertainment standpoint, like, I mean, oh that's God. kind of, how much I know more would you have to pay yeah. an athlete if you knew that, all right, you could do this. We're also going to give you the, this experimental drug that may turn you into captain America, but it may turn you <laughs> into a, a blob and it may do both in, in order that we're not sure about. Do they have to be professional athletes? Well, you'll have, have to get every somebody. Man, I think they'd do it for free. <laughs> but you'd have to get somebody in the in the mix to be like you're basically going to 
it's like when you get anesthesia, right? Anytime you get anesthesia, you have to sign up for and being like, you yes, know, it's a risk up. that you might not wait. Yeah. Out. It's yeah. like, you got, you got a very small chance that you're, this may kill you because we don't really know how this stuff works, even though I've been to school to do it. Right. Like that's kind of what they do when they make you sign that form. And, um, it's one of those things, right? You're about to get this thing. You want to be a pro athlete or Mr. Pro athlete. You already start with the brains because you're not the drug to make the brain. Like you could, you could be a great physical specimen, right? But if you're playing hockey and you're, st- and you don't understand how the game works, yeah. that's not going to help. But if you take somebody I mean, that's who- every sport too, right? Yeah. Cause it's not just like, yeah, like Barry Bonds was a great hitter before he took steroids, right? But so let's, let's take someone like me, he right? Connected when every time he connected, the ball was gone. Yeah. It wasn't like ah, you, you know, you just kind of missed a little bit because Barry Bonds wasn't going to miss because he's got all of the he's got all the traits of hand eye coordination and being able to track a ball the way that most humans can't. But then you put a little extra juice in that, and you get the greatest home run hitter of all time. Yeah. I want to see more of that. So let's 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 say you were me, right? A a five five Jew. Who is uh, who is just an exceptional hockey player, but only limited by the fact that he is uh, short and Jewish, right? Now, if they said, you well, I don't can... know how much. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't know how much being Jewish has to play into that. It go doesn't. For it. You're right. You're right. You can't do anything about that. That's because Sandy that. Koufax was a great baseball player. You're he right. Was, I, 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 play, I went for the Jewish. joke. I went for yeah. the joke. I went for the joke. Okay. That was a joke. So let's just say that we got a drug and now all of a sudden you still have all your smarts. You know everything about the game because obviously, you know, you watch me play hockey. You know, I'm, I'm fucking awesome, right? I'm the best. You know it. You've seen it. <laughs> so now and then you're like, man, if only he wasn't 5'5", five, five. if only he was like, you know, 6'5". And, you know, then and then also he was a little stronger up top, right? You know, he had, he had a little more <laughs> he had a little more muscle, what, right? What other things are we fixing? And if his teeth were a little straighter. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He didn't. He didn't have uh, impaired vision. I mean, this. You know, you could go before before I got the laser eye surgery, right? You know, before that, and then it's like we got this drug. We can give you this drug, and we're gonna do that thing. But there's a, there's a consequence, right? Who's gonna take that deal? You have to pay them exceptionally well because you're like, well, you know, I, I, you know, it goes back to the thing we said, where it's like the vaccine that you get might have an unknown side effect, good or bad. You take the vaccine, right? But for this case, it's like, well, you're gonna be a professional athlete. But you also might turn purple. I think there's more people who would gamble with that than not, sadly. Yeah. So you don't think you'd have to pay them more. Now, if you already had it, like, okay, so now you compare me. So like LeBron James, who's got right? the mind. Yeah, like, let's or, say yeah. you've got LeBron yeah, exactly. James, right? LeBron, LeBron is 36. Yeah. So just, just given the fact that as you age, you slow down, he's probably past his prime. So he's still great. But he's probably not as great as he was when he was 28. Right. That's just that's just aging. So if you told LeBron, hey, look, man. I'll for I'll give you a contract to join my Monstars League. And this is perfect timing because he's in Space Jam. He sure. We're going to make a league called the Monstars and we want you to join. And the only difference is that there's no drug testing in this league. How much money would it take for you, who's already making a lot of money being an NBA player, to come join this league where you can do whatever you want. You want to go to Germany and get your blood spun and all the crazy things that that Kobe was doing and all this stuff? We're going to make it legal, and we're going to do it right here. You can take HGH. You can take any performance enhancer you want. We don't drug test. You just come in as juiced and as ready as you want. How much do you think you'd have to double his pay for him to do that? Probably, because he's already got a ton of money. Yeah, he's, he's doing fine. He it. Yeah. 
I'd say. But do you think you could get him for double, or do you think that's not enough? Yeah, I don't know. Because at that point, you're already there. You don't need it. You're like, do I? How much greater do I need to be? Do I need to be like the best monster, or can I just be content being the best normie basketball? But player? then again, like when you get to the monster league, I'm not going to care about the normie league because I'm like, look at this guy. This guy's <laughs> out of his mind. <laughs> look at what he's doing. LeBron can never play in the monsters. You're going to have to get swallowed by this dude. You're going to have the vinyl record crowd of of uh, of sports fans, you know? They'll be like, "Oh, it's not the same. It's like it violates the purity of the sport," <laughs> you know? You I love it. I, I I want it. I want to do it. <laughs> I say that there's got to be a rich guy out there who's got more money than you can think of to put up a league in some island somewhere where all well, of that's this That's what stuff the XFL should have been, right? Yes, that is what the XFL should have been. But instead, it was like, we're going to do football, but different. And it's like, no, no, no. I want football, but I want everyone to be a monster. Like, I want to see the dude. I want to see the mountain from Game of Thrones out there juiced out of his mind, just mauling quarterbacks. That's what I want. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. The first person to do this will probably be like Vladimir Putin. He'd probably absolutely do it. Just make a hockey league where you just, I mean, again, I don't know how much performance I had. The only thing is like cardiovascular, like HGH, like the stuff Lance Armstrong was taking as far as allowing you to go for longer, would be great. But you don't need to be big to play hockey. You need to be able to have amazing cardio capacity in order to basically not get winded as you're playing at a very top level. So, I I mean, I'm all for it. I say we just do this. I I would even be happy seeing a baseball league, right? Because it already showed, hey, Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, right? They were all juiced. And yeah. that was great to watch. It was just guys hitting home runs <laughs> left and right. Monsters that couldn't run that are going either I'm hitting a home run or I'm walking back to the dugout. Like, I'm not going to move because I can't. I'm going to sit remember, up there and I'm going to swing a giant piece of wood at a ball. <laughs> like, that's I never, what you want. I never read newspapers. I, you know, you could have stopped that uh, that sentence at a lot of different places. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never read. <laughs> it would have been fun. I never read news. I never read newspapers. So I, but when I, especially when I was a kid, but I do remember the, on the front page of the newspapers, or at least it are definitely at the front of the sports page. The I, I remember the exact graphic that they had comparing Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa's uh, home run count as they were competing against each other for it. That's like one of the few things that stand out to me uh, from that time. It's the last and time I cared about baseball. <laughs> I even then I didn't really care about baseball. Never yeah, th- but that's my point. But the simple fact that you even remember that you say those two names yeah. and you're like, oh yeah, they hit a bunch of home runs because they were they juiced. Sure <laughs> McGuire looked juiced. Like he looked huge. I mean, look, I want you to find Barry Bonds <laughs> pictures when he was when he played for the Pittsburgh Pirates to when he played with the San Francisco Giants. His head grew. <laughs> his head is like twice the size like Barry Bonds was he became a giant and it was fun to watch because yeah. Barry Bonds is a Pittsburgh oh Pirates God. tiny he was tiny oh weird yeah, yeah right? really it's, it's, weird it's pretty obvious right as a Pittsburgh Pirate he was like a he was a you know he was a five tool player he could run you know he could you know he had a great arm he had all these things of like your classic baseball player and, and he could hit home runs but he was upset that Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were hitting all these giant home runs. He's like, well, wait a minute. I'm the best home run hitter of all time, or I should be. Maybe if I just take some of these performance enhancings, and then you saw what it did. It took a decent baseball player, a very good baseball player, like Barry Bonds, and it turned him into the greatest home run hitter of all time. <laughs> so I'm all for it. 
um yeah so i i, I want to see the the juiced up version of sports i'm in all right yeah i sent you yeah, the picture you just sent me like yeah like Barry bonds he looks like a com- he just he just looks completely different like his head is so much bigger and again look yeah, it looks age, you get bigger it looks great i, th- I think it looks, it looks great, great. In, the, in that one on the right yeah absolutely yeah because he was juiced out of his mind it was great <laughs> yeah the mark mcguire i need to see a picture of this dude i just remember him like yeah all puffy puffy on the cardinals dude uh, oh yeah yeah like he and then as soon as he stops playing he like shrinks back to normal size yeah he's exactly. a baseball player right like he's got forearms the size of tree trunks it's yeah. crazy so hey they just need to do one thing that's it that's it just, just hit home runs that's it yeah exactly all right well you know shikari i don't know what to tell you i'm sorry I think it was, yeah. I think I think you were done. I dirty. think she'll be fine though. Like where we're headed for. Yeah. I mean, there is that. To yeah, the and there is that story about collegiate athletes. I don't know if you saw that. We don't have to dive yep. into that very deep. But collegiate athletes are now able to get paid for their image and likeness. Yeah, it's great. And so there's all these college track stars and sort of these these sports that didn't have any of the big four professional leagues are going to be able to make money. Yeah, maybe so she could I get expect- into uh, Uber Eats commercial like Simone again. I Biles think she'll says. be. I think she'll be fine. I mean, I if I were her, I would just find a, one of these one of these marijuana companies and partner with them. Like, oh hell yeah! Oh now you're right? talking. Yeah, I yeah, like it. There you go. I like it. All right, let's move on. Last story here. You sent me this yesterday, and we're going to talk about it. Uh, all right, reading from Stuff. New Zealand. Man who set fire to house by cooking steak in toaster. Upset at insurance payout. <laughs> That's a that is a headline. That is a journey. Now, I, before we go further, I did say I was going to make a comment because I I actually have a um, I did something similar to this over the weekend. Not only did I make a milk bread French toast, I made a milk bread French toast. I made a milk. Let's see. I don't want to say this. I waffled milk bread French toast, meaning I cooked French toast in a waffle maker. How about that? Okay. How does, it, how does sure. that make you feel? That that sounds like something that would be reasonable to try. Yeah, it was good. So there you go. Very similar. Did not result in anything being set on fire. It's actually quite delicious. I recommend it. If you want a waffle French toast, do it. Do it. All right. Moving on with this story. A man who attempt a man whose attempt to cook steak in a in a toaster sparked a fire that destroyed his house was upset to find that his insurance policy did not pay out as much as he had wanted it to. The case was dealt with by the insurance and financial services. Oh boy, ombudsman, <laughs> ombudsman, yeah, IFSL. Yeah, there you go. Okay, complaint scheme which does not identify the person who complains or the insurance company involved, which is really upsetting. The man decided to prepare a meal of steak and chips, but opted to cook the steak in a toaster rather than the frying pan. I got to stop there. What kind of steak do you think he tried to cook in the toaster? Because <laughs> I'm just going to say this right now. I have a I'm going to I'm actually planning to cook steak tonight. All right. I got my uh, I got my New York strip. It's great. And I'm going to cook that thing. You know, if the Alton Brown method and the cast iron, that's how you do it. But like, there's no way this thick steak would fit. And I'm assuming this is like in an old fashioned toaster where you have pull down the handle thing, the, the metal rod yep. squeeze it to the side. Yeah, that's, right? that's what I'm assuming as well. Otherwise, okay. it'd be a toaster oven, right? If you're putting it inside of it. insane yeah. because yeah. just thinking about all the grease that would drip down from that thing, this guy was this guy was on crack. But go ahead. What, what kind of steak do you think he put in here? I'm going to assume it was, you know, I'm going to assume it was a ribeye. 
ribeye. Yeah. Like, damn. Like, I don't understand. I'm trying to think of what type of steak would make your house catch on fire. Any any be... steak in this case could cause a grease fire. Just but by the, the wrong... nature of what's dripping down. But that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to figure out the the this cut with a lot of fat. I need to think right? about what would fit in this thing. I don't that's think why I'm thinking he got like slice. I think he got a shitty T-bone and he just kind of popped it in like the whole <laughs> thing didn't even fit in. He just kind of put the meat part of it in there. So the bone so was could, hanging out the top of it. Yeah, so he could pull it out like a handle when it was done and like eat it like a steak lollipop with his chips. Like that was <laughs> Keep reading cuz my cuz my favorite part of this is coming up. While it was toasting, he left the house to go to the local <laughs> fish and chip shop for chips. I think that's the problem. Very the lead there, yeah. right? Is that oh, you it's, it's it's a problem. <laughs> it's like it's one thing cooking your steak in the toaster, right? I, I, I like fine, and it's funny because I went to YouTube, yeah. and there's all types of videos of people doing this, right? Uh, cooking steak in the toaster. Yes. Oh no. So. I, okay, like I get it. If you're watching TikTok, and I think this started with a viral TikTok meme, which is why social media is the devil. <laughs> oh boy! Because this guy was probably on his phone, going like, "Oh, people are cooking their steak in the toaster. Maybe I should do the same thing." But then you don't leave oh, it because he might have done this before and it was fine. And that's the scary part, right? He was so comfortable with this process that he basically was like, "Well, I've done this so many times. I'm going to drive to the store to get some fries." <laughs> And left. I mean, you. I wouldn't even leave stuff in the oven before going home, unless no. it was something that was at a low temperature and going to be going for hours. And it's like, well, I'm only going to be gone for a few minutes. But even then, I wouldn't do that, right? Like, if you've got a toaster on or an oven on, I would think leaving the house would be a bad idea. I'm watching this video right now of a guy toasting a steak, and I'm pretty sure these are ribeyes he threw in there. Oh my god. Yeah, so like I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking through some of these videos, and these steaks aren't small that people are putting in here. No. And there's all sorts of people saying testing viral TikToks. This is all TikTok's fault. TikTok they honestly don't look a, too bad either. Like I don't give them credit here, but for still. being a, but, but for being a toaster and a, but for being a steak and a toaster doesn't look that bad. But I, I think that's a bit of the problem is that this guy was so comfortable with this method, he left his house. <laughs> yeah, it literally said it and forget it. It's a regular uh, Roncon, right? Rocon, that's the guy's name? The set and forget yeah, guy? Yeah, uh, Ronco, whatever it was. Ronco, Ronco. yeah. You ever, uh, you ever use one of those? No, but I've seen the, I've seen the infomercials after cartoons. Okay. I've never, I've seen that infomercial so many times. Always wanted to use one. Never, not only have I never used one, I've never even seen one outside of huh, that I don't think I've seen one either. I don't think like, I've seen one ever either. Seen, you know what? If you're listening to this, if you've ever used one of those Ronco set it and forget it rotisserie uh, things, tell me. Write to us. Tweet us. Whatever you want. Facebook. It doesn't matter. Just tell us. Find a way to tell me that you've seen one in the wild. All right. Here we go. The fire severely damaged the, fire severely damaged the home he shared with his partner. Their oh, insurance partner company. Had be, partner had to be mad. Imagine uh, yeah. that. You burned down what your house. What did you do? Your partner comes home and goes, what happened? Uh, I was just. And you're like, well, I just dinner. went to the store for the chips. He's like, well, what? I don't understand. What were you cooking? A steak? Oh, did, did the oven catch on fire? No, ma'am. It was started from the toaster. That's the source of the fire. Wait, wait, wait. Did you cook the steak in the toaster? Yeah, I saw it on TikTok. <laughs> I, I would assume right at that moment, that's when you punch him in the face. <laughs> yeah. The insurance company paid for. for $118,000 for the damage. 
the maximum that could be paid under the couple's policy. The, but the couple felt it was not sufficient to replace the house and contacted IFSO saying the insurer should pay another $200,000. Where is this? This is in New Zealand somewhere. Is it New Zealand? That's a Oh, so are we talking New Zealand money here? Yeah, but still. Okay, like so that's only like $50,000. <laughs> <laughs> they said it had not been made clear to them that their policy had changed from replacement cover to total sum insured. The scheme did not uphold their complaint. The scheme did not uphold their complaint saying the insurer had paid the maximum entitlement and the pair had been adequately informed of the change to their policy. Karen Stevens, insurance and financial services um, ombudsman, whatever, said not under said not understanding the annual insurance renewal process or the cost to rebuild their home added further avoidable suffering to the stress of the fire. Quote, every year, everyone with insurance policies receives a renewal offer that can amend or change the policy that they originally signed. I can't stress highly enough the need to read each renewal letter carefully. Most insurers now offer a total sum insurance, meaning your house is insured for a set price. If you don't do your homework, ha pun, and insure your house for too much for for too low a sum insured, you could find yourself unable to rebuild your home. The sum insured should be what it would cost to rebuild, not what it's worth on the market. Your acceptance of the new terms is often the next payment of your premium, end quote. I'm looking at this picture of this woman, and uh, yeah, that looks like something she'd say. <laughs> Definitely looks like something she'd say. I Yeah, also, like, isn't there limits? Like, there's got to be a limit to that to say, yeah, but you, you tried to toast a steak. I mean, that's my point. I mean, look, I just think in general, a rule with a toaster should be if it's wet, it doesn't go into the toaster. Right? Yeah. That should be the rule. Toaster, you're if you to have dry, a, now you're supposed to dry your steaks before you cook. Yeah, if you've got a dry aged steak, I may be a little less concerned about this, but anything that's wet. Not even dry aged. You're supposed to dry your steak before you cook it. Yeah, but I'm assuming this guy didn't dry this, that he took it right out the packet. No, probably not. I mean, looking at this YouTube video where it says uh, a chef is toasting steak. It's like, okay, I think you need to surrender your title of chef the second you I mean, put anyone steak can the call toaster. themselves a chef. I mean, there's a lot of people. I've seen a lot of videos said, of like. Anyone can cook. Imagine what you can put in a toaster. And it's like, you shouldn't be able to put any, like anything that's wet should not go into a toaster. That should just be the rule on the box for dry goods only. Or have a toast only. And if you're going to go crazy, get a toaster oven. It's a lot more versatile. Yeah, pretty much. I use that stuff for everything. It's awesome. Yeah, and this is why YouTube is great. Because you scroll down and then you see steak is cooked in a log of butter. Now I'm interested. <laughs> steak is cooked in a log of butter? Yeah. Yeah, see, you're interested too. It sounds delicious. <laughs> you're like, that sounds okay, great. That sounds great. Sounds yeah, that really sounds good. great. This is this is why YouTube is a trap. Because <laughs> next thing you know, I'm watching a guy uh, cook a steak in a log of butter. Oh, man. And I, I started... haven't eaten steak in two, three years, two years, three years. And uh, this looks delicious. Oh, my God. Holy shit. That's a ton of that's a ton <laughs> that's a of lot steak. of butter. That is a lot of butter. Good yeah. Lord. So, so there you go. But yeah, I, oh, I don't like the fact that, that like this guy got upsetting about a butter. It looks like it looks like an artery. It looks like a clogged artery. Oh, my God. Like. It, well, that is definitely the result. <laughs> Now the, the the final result of it looks quite delicious. I must it say. does look really good. Yeah, it looks pretty good. I need um, it. So 
I think this guy should be happy you got any money is my point. Absolutely. And there's not really much. Uh, oh, here we go. Steven said in this case, the original fire event itself was preventable. Quote, cooking steak in a toaster is literally a recipe for disaster. Again, just look at the picture of that woman and you'll totally see this coming out of her mouth. To have then left the house and toaster unattended for the sake of hot chips must be a constant source of regret. Never, never <laughs> leave cooking unattended, even if you think you'll be a minute. And please use your appliances for the purpose for which they designed. Toasters are for toast and <laughs> And actually, toasters are for bread. That's a good point. Ha! <laughs> We got you, Karen. We got your ass. <laughs> Toasters turn bread into toast. That's true. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't want to toast toast. That's ridiculous. No, toasting toast sounds awful. That also sounds like a recipe for disaster, <laughs> disaster Karen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. Uh, the I'm only, sorry. The only bro. other news that I have that's actually oh, you know what? I'll save this news for the for the next segment. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to – I don't have anything for uh, reddish, bluish, blackish, Jewish. We'll skip that. Well, that's that. what I do have something Oh, you got something. Although All right. Not, go ahead. Although it's not reddish, it's not blackish. It's not bluish. It's not Jewish. It's right. New Zealand politics. Right, let's hear it. I love it. So There's a little red and blue there. There's always there's there's conservatives and Republicans. There there's is, conservatives there and it's, liberals everywhere. Yeah. So there's a national party, right, that you can consider as the more conservative party. And there's I the Labor never Party. never guessed. Yes. There's a Labor Party. That is a bit more what you would consider liberal, although I would say they're all way more liberal um, yeah. than than what they are in the States, right? So there is an article that I'm going to read from the World News. I'm going to read it from The Guardian. So Jacinda Ardern suggests opposition lead- leader Judith Collins is a Karen. This is where we are. This, so this, is, this is this is when it's cool to have like a young hip prime minister. So there's a so there's a video of this. Like you and wouldn't hear you wouldn't hear Bernie Sanders call someone a Karen. Well, you're just no. a Karen. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm going to send you this article because in this article is the video, and as I read, I want you just to listen to this because All this right. is why politics, where people still wear white rigs, white wigs, for um for doing law is great because it seems like it's something out of the 1800s the way these people talk this face Um, that she's making in this thumbnail is yeah so so give that video a listen as i read for the audience what's actually happening all right all right so new zealand's prime minister jacinda ardern has suggested her opposition party counterpart could be called a karen during a fierce debate in parliament over laws governing hate speech Judith Collins, the leader of the opposition, has argued strongly against the change to the country's hate speech laws, saying the new rules could mean people feeling insulted being able to criminalize people who make them feel insulted. After the March 15th mosque attacks by a white supremacist, the New Zealand government has proposed introducing much harsher penalties for those who incite or normalize discrimination or hatred. Ardern said she disagreed with the members, and she's talking about Collins' statement, on Twitter that somehow it could become illegal to call someone a Karen. And Jacinda Ardern said, that is absolutely incorrect, and I apologize. That means the laws will not protect that member from such a claim. So Karen is a term that evolved on social media, describing a middle-class white woman who who behaves in an entitled, pushy, demanding, or privileged manner. New Zealand's parliament is a kind of an elephant graveyard of internet memes. In late 2019, uh, Green MP Chloe Schwarbuck went viral for dropping a casual OK Boomer in response to being heckled during her speech in sitting of the New Zealand parliament. Wow. 
So did you uh, watch so this video? I watched the video. I, I don't know how you guys take any of these politics seriously. It just that's, sounds so silly. That that's that's <laughs> my point. It's it's this is goofy enough that it's lots of laughing and joking. And just in our darn, she didn't directly call her Karen. No, was, she did not. But she basically implied that said, if someone calls you a Karen online, like I'm sure has already happened, no, it won't be against the law in this new bill. So New Zealand is going through this hate speech. But then law. at the end of it, the other woman's just like Oh, ne- ne- never mind. I'm going to just, <laughs> just take, like, a, take a seat. I'm, I don't have anything to respond uh, to that because uh, yeah. everybody just laughed at me. You're just so and that's what they cooler than me. <laughs> lots of laughing and lots of jokes. And that's the thing is that New Zealand politics, for all the issues that the world has, New Zealand politics are actually pretty fun. <laughs> it's, it's just fun because they talk so funny. Like that really is <laughs> – 90% of it. I'm just like giggling because she's saying something and then Jacinda Ardern is just like, well, my accent's sillier than your accent. And that's kind of all I heard. And then everybody started laughing. And I'm like, yeah, we're all laughing about the same thing, right? We're all laughing about the same thing. I assume we're all laughing about the same thing. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. So, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's what my, I got from that. <laughs> so, that's my political news is that uh, New Zealand's trying to make saying things, hateful things online, possibly criminal offenses. And, uh, and the right is talking about cancel culture and what happens if you're called a Karen online? Are you going to jail? And she's like, don't be stupid, Karen. That's not what it is. <laughs> and then we move on. So, but yeah. what is it? Who does determine it? That's the question. That's what they're arguing about. Well, it's a, it's <laughs> a weird it's a weird rule to make. I mean, that's kind of why, you know, we've had this conversation before. And it's the, the U.S. is basically all or nothing unless it's like directly threatening somebody. Yes. And I think, yes, where this is kind of like, uh, if I say, and again, it's most, it's very liberal leaning. So it means certain things like fat shaming is probably not okay, but calling middle-aged white women Karen's probably is. Right. That was, uh, that was an article that I thought about bringing up, which was um, Pinterest is now banning all advertising for any sort of um, diet and weight loss ads yeah isn't instagram doing the same thing they specifically ban things like pills and pharmaceuticals but you could still advertise like if you have a like noom for example which is something that i'm currently doing like that is you can you can still advertise that because it's it's more like a lifestyle or diet it's not actually saying take this magic pill and then you'll lose weight it's not like that. You could also exercise. Uh, you could also show like exercise equipment, but you can't. I don't believe you can do that on Pinterest now either. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. It's a little weird. Um, nah, it just seems like overarching. But again, we we obviously know that people are ha- are struggling with the internet. People yeah. don't know what's real and what's fake. People weren't paying attention in school about checking sources and all the things that you got drilled into your head about trying to figure out what's real and what's not. And now we're at a place where you've got a lot of people, a lot the pill of thing I get. younger, the pill thing got a lot I of get. younger people and a lot of older people who aren't able to tell the difference between what's real and what's fake. So, yeah. The pill thing I understand. But, you know, I don't know. I get it. Science is always changing. But anyway, I, could, I could comment about Noom, though. It's good. I'm down, uh, down 10 pounds since Mother's Day. Nice did it that was the goal and i, I nailed it so now i'm gonna yeah, eat a bunch of pizza tomorrow shout out to noom get, get a sponsorship going yeah come on noom do it you advertise in every other podcast why not ours <laughs> all right let's move on to a little media therapy which is not going to be very therapeutic i promise you that so we will start with a question <laughs> first this we actually spoke about this fine gentleman before the podcast last week so i think it's good to ask who's older cuba gooding jr or paul giamatti 
I was talking to someone about Cuba Gooding Jr. the other day. It was me. That was last week. Was it you? Yeah, last week. Right before the podcast. Were, were, we, were we talking about that video? Yes. I feel like I was talking to somebody. Oh, was you? Okay, I'm trying to remember it was if it was you or if it was somebody else. Yeah, that video was crazy. Um, I'm going to say that Cuba Gooding Jr. is older, but not by much. I'm going to say he's 56. Cuba Gooding Jr. is one year younger than oh, Paul wow. Giamatti. Yeah, Cuba's, Cuba's aged a bit. Yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah. Um, all right, look at that, Paul. You finally got, I mean, we could play the Cuba Gooding Jr. game. We probably could. Yeah. I mean, it's basically the same thing, but, you know, it back is. a year. Yeah, because yeah. Cuba Gooding Jr., he, he looks, I mean, looking at him, he looks young, but he's also, he's had some moments. <laughs> he's, he's had some stuff going on in his life. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I was thinking he was maybe a little older, but I guess that just means uh yeah, he's uh he's on his way. Yeah. So <laughs> he's on. Yeah. So before uh before we get into the main topic of this, which is going to be Bill Cosby, just so everybody's ready. Um the I got one bit of feedback from Greg and it's about Loki. Uh there's no there's no spoilers here, so don't worry about it. It'll be fine. Ugh. I, here's what he said. I like Loki for what it's doing to throw in weirder concepts. There are so many weird things slash characters slash concepts slash stories that have so far been ignored for a semi-realistic world building. That said, it's boring as fuck. First episode was good. Two and three boring. I've had to watch all the episodes twice. He wrote this before four premiered. Too much ooh, oh, mystery and not enough story. It's doing the th- it's doing the lost thing. Tease cryptic shit nonstop and reveal little to nothing. I'm worried the series will end flat as fuck like Lost, but I got irrationally angry at the finale of Lost. Fuck that show. Fuck you, Lost. Yeah. Also, he says uh, next. <laughs> also, he said next review one star. Keep your dollar. That's not very nice, Greg. It's wow. not very nice, but yeah. I appreciate the feedback. Wow, this this relationship we have with Greg is quite contentious. It's a bit it's a bit tumultuous, but you know what? It's kind of exciting at the same time. So it is. You know, some of the some of the best love. Yep. There's there's lots of passion there. Keep you on your toes. <laughs> and it's, and it's uh, never know what you're gonna you know, get. Huh? You never like know a, what you're gonna get. Just I, li- I like a I like a feisty Greg. You know? Yeah, feisty Greg is good. Who wouldn't? All right, bills out, as you would say. <laughs> I sent you a message that said. Bill got out. I think that's what I said. That's what you said. And yeah. I read it as Bill got old. And then so I responded, which Bill? And then you responded to all of them, which is very strange because <laughs> I didn't realize. Then when I reread it, I was like, well, wait, my response didn't make sense. Your response seemed to make less sense. <laughs> so are there more bills that got out? Uh, I'm sure there's some other bills that got out in some way, shape or form. All right. I mean, but anyway, we're, yeah. we're talking about we're talking about the bill that got out this week. Let's go ahead. I mean, I was just surprised. I, I thought I thought we were done with Bill Cosby. I thought he was. I thought he was away forever. And the next thing you know, I wake up in the morning and they're like, Bill Cosby's going to get released today. Yeah, it was a procedural thing. Procedural thing, I guess, with one of the witness testimony, and rather than be like, well, let's let's look into this or let's evaluate it or maybe we look at all the other shit that went down. They're like, nope, he's he's good. He's out. He's gone. Just crazy. I think it just shows that as much as people hate hearing this, money is is power and influence. Because no one else in the world would have been able to pay for a legal defense that would have fought up until now, right? 
that's what a good lawyer does or good lawyers, because I believe he had about eight defense attorneys over this entire from 2015 until now. The same lawyer that represented him in this case represented Trump during the second impeachment hearing. I mean, look, that guy's good. He's got to be good. No, he was awful in the – I didn't watch the Bill Cosby. I don't think anybody could watch that hearing, but I think that was one of those like sketches, you know. You get you got to draw pictures of what's going on here, um, but yeah, he was a rambling mess during the uh, during the Trump impeachment. Uh, Look, it was really strange. He seemed but, awful to us, but his clients keep winning. Well, he didn't need to do anything for Trump. He knew that they weren't going to convict him no matter what. Right. So you get up there, you babble, you make a giant paycheck. I yeah, mean, that guy's living the life. Yeah. He's. I mean, sure. He's he's picking the road of defending scumbags, but you know, scumbags need legal defense too. That's how America works, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah. So I, I think the fact of it, it's kind of like he got out on a technicality is what it is. Like no one denies that Bill Cosby didn't do these things. We're just denying that the information that he got was gotten in a way that shouldn't have happened. Because he basically agreed to admit to all this crap because someone made a deal with him that said, hey, if you tell me everything, you won't go to jail. And so he told them everything. And then they're like, "Nah, we're going to try you anyways. And that's where this thing, I guess, fell apart because this went all the way up to the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania. And they said, wait a minute, this is setting a bad precedent where you guys can make deals in one room and then throw, throw away those deals in another just on pure technicality and principality. Got to let them out. Yeah. Damn. So do you think do you think he's going to get tried again? Or do you think do you think Bill Cosby's going to go become a bitter old man? Do you think he's going to start a YouTube channel or a Twitch stream? He already started tweeting. Or or or, or, or an OnlyFans. <laughs> Oof. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> uh, I hope not. That would be upsetting. <laughs> you, you might you might get some cameos. Like you know the site uh, cameo? Oh yeah. I, I mean I think you're getting cam- cameos. I mean OJ Simpson's got cameos i mean oj simpson was hello to the world it's oj <laughs> it's like hello twitter world that's what he said hey yeah, twitter he world hello twitter hey twitter world it's oj <laughs> yeah he keeps he's posting he's quoting malcolm x i mean his, bill, his I last, mean, bill, his bill last Cosby tweet was out 20, here. 22 hours ago <laughs> quote the media is the most powerful entity on earth they have the power to make the innocent guilty and to make the guilty innocent and that's power because they control the minds of the masses, end quote. That's Malcolm X. And he I mean, just keeps he's shit talking to, the media. That's what he's doing. I mean, twenty two hours. He was, damn, he was tweet. Bill Cosby's been tweeting for a while now. He's tweeting back in March. Yeah, how's that work? It's definitely. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's Bill Cosby tweeting, but I think someone is in there. I mean, I mean, th- this Twitter account is bold. <laughs> like, they're, the top tweet right now is of the woman that accused him of this, that he kind of admitted. So in response to the rhetoric that the media keeps pushing, Bill Cosby never admitted in his, desi- in, his despo- in his deposition testimony or anywhere else to non-consensual sexual contact with any woman and or drugging of anyone. He has never admitted to spiking drinks as the media would like you, I'm assuming, to believe. Um, yeah, I thought he admitted to this. So no. I guess he didn't. No, it wasn't that. He always said he was not guilty. That's why yeah, you said so, that. And I was like, wait a minute, what? And I'm like skimming through this article. Yeah, for, There's a lot I mean, of shit that's here. What I kept, that's what I kept hearing. I heard that from CNN. So there you go. Fake no, news, right? Bill, no, they didn't. Maybe they Bill Cosby It was medicine. a testimony. It was a testimony. Maybe issue. Bill Cosby didn't do this. Here we go. CNN. It's free after a Pennsylvania <laughs> Supreme Court overturns a sex assault conviction. 
Um, so let's see. Bill Cosby released from prison Wednesday after Pennsylvania's highest court overturned a sexual assault conviction, saying the disgraced actor's due process rights are were violated. The stunning decision in the case of the man once known as America's dad reverses the first high-profile celebrity criminal trial of the Me Too era. The panel of Pennsylvania State Supreme Court judges said in their opinion that a former Montgomery country, county, Jesus, district attorney's decision to not prosecute Cosby in 2005 in return for his de- deposition in a civil case was ultimately used against him at trial. That's what it was. So, yeah. So, yeah. So I guess he did. I guess it was just there's enough that he said. I mean, again, like it puts everything into doubt if you said that you weren't supposed to be using something that you were using. And he was convicted of this. And then they're saying, well, the jury heard testimony that they shouldn't have heard. Yeah. So he's got to get out. I guess. It's still kind of messed up. I mean, this Oh, it's really messed up. This, this, <laughs> I mean, don't. Yeah, it's not kind of. Yeah. It's very messed up. The, it's very the guy's like, up. at this way, time getting away with everything. So unless you bring up some other case, unfortunately, that whole, um, what is it, statute of limitations? I guess that's the kind of thing that applies. So they saw this as this means of, oh, this is a thing we could get him on. But everything else happened probably so long ago that you can't you can't do anything about it. it just sucks. I mean, there's these videos. <laughs> scroll down. This Twitter account is wild. I'm scrolling down and there's this video of from February 25th. As I was walking to the courthouse in Norristown, I decided to do a dance from the 1960s called The Birdland. This was to say thank you very much to those who stood on the sidelines of justice and equality. Come on, people. Let's smile and continue to live our best life. It is Bill Cosby <laughs> doing, doing Bill Cosby things. I can't believe we let this dude out of prison. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. There's not really much else to say beyond that. Like, No, it's crazy. So it's do you it's think a, it's a sad day for justice, right? It is, but it's also a decent day for justice of knowing that when it comes to Supreme Court, and I would say about this, about our highest court, that, I mean, it's kind of by the rules and the laws that are written, which means if you're ever in a situation where someone makes a a backdoor deal with you, that needs to be honored. If you're dealing with a district attorney a backdoor deal isn't some deal that you can get rid of. It's an actual deal. If they offer you a deal to get you to do something and you take it, they need to uphold that. Otherwise they shouldn't be allowed to make those deals. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that kind of precedent would suck. So it sucks that you have to build that precedent in this case. Cause it stops the case from when someone is innocent, right? Like that's the problem is that there's too much to risk. If someone can go, well, we did this with Bill Cosby. I don't care if this guy is innocent or not. I'm going to use this testimony. And then that's when the whole system starts to fall apart. And that's yes. It sucks that it happened to work in favor of this guy, but it might work in favor for someone who actually is innocent later down the road. I don't think these testimonies are usually used for somebody innocent. I think it's usually, Usually these plea bargains are just like, well, give us information on somebody else, then we'll give you that. But and that's my point, though, of saying, like, fish. hey, we, we, we won't do stuff to you if you tell us things. And then what's the first thing you're going to do? Well, you know, the, the, they'll let me go if I just tell them stuff. Yeah. Right? Like, that's why it puts it into question. Because, yeah, it's not necessarily if, I mean, if you're innocent or guilty. It's just the fact that they're trying to get something out of you by offering you something else. And you can't do that yeah. without honoring what you're offering. Yeah, well, the hope is that, if anything, 
like the whole the whole thing with the Me Too movement and all that stuff. It you would hope that it empowers people to be more vocal at the time, so that you don't run up against these statute of limitation things. Because in the end, that's really why he's able to get away with what he did. And I'm not saying that's the blame of anybody. It's not. It's there's a massive power differential there. So it makes sense that someone who's quote unquote nobody is to go out and try to report that one of the most famous people in the in the world is going around drugging and raping people. It's a hell of a mountain to climb. It's super intimidating. So it's uh yeah, it was it was really depressing to to see that happen. Um but sometimes that's just how the that's just how the law comes by comes back to bite you in the ass. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, so and if you're mad at anyone, sucks. be mad at the district attorney. Should have known this. It's professional. Yeah. Yeah, you probably could have with everything else that was that was against him if you didn't say that one thing. So do you relitigate this again? Maybe you do. Nah, I I I think you but I mean Bill you? Cosby's what? I mean, who's older, Paul Giamatti or Bill Cosby? But oddly enough, Paul Giamatti's older. Weird. No. <laughs> yeah, he's an 83-year-old dude. 83. And he's not looking right? healthy. No. He's looked rough for a long time. Yeah. And you look at some of these images of him in jail, and he was, I mean, yeah, I mean, he just looks. Just him and his phone tweeting. I don't think that's him tweeting from that account. There's I, I no mean, way. You think, <laughs> you think Bill Cosby's out here posting GIFs and, and memes? And no, it's somebody else tweeting for him. I don't know. He's, um, he's, he's rich. He's got to have the means of uh, getting a phone in prison. Tweeting. The only thing I thought when Bill Cosby got out was, I wonder what Hannibal Burris thinks. <laughs> he's the one that started all this. Yeah, he is. I mean, he is the one who put who point the spotlight at it. But it's crazy it's how many Hannibal. people. It, it's crazy it's how many Hannibal. people knew, and it was such oh, an open 100%. secret, and it was just yeah, him yeah, that yeah. blew it open. Like, yeah, it's like, not hey, just don't it's not just Bill on Cosby. the because <laughs> it's not just all the people who didn't say anything who were actually. It, it's obviously they're, they're they're the victims in this a hundred percent, but for all the people that knew about it, that being such an open secret, like that's the kind of shit that you can't have being an open secret. Somebody has got to come forward and be like, yo, this dude is raping people. Like, but it's with gotta... all these dudes, right? All of them, Harvey Weinstein, open secret, Kevin Spacey, open secret. Like these are all open secrets of the behavior of these dudes. That were just like, Oh, well, you know, just don't, Hey, if you go in there with, with, with bill, just don't, don't leave a drink by him and you'll be fine. Like that's, that's just how this stuff worked. Like that's what it was really like, Hey, you know, if you're going to go in there, you know, if you see Kevin Spacey at a bar, he's going to hit on you. Like it's stuff like that. That's just like, that's what's got to stop. Like kind of excusing this behavior is the problem more than anything else. And so hopefully that this doesn't, I mean, again, I like you see on the media, this is going to stop people from coming forward. I don't think it will. Um, because I think it's not because Bill Cosby got off because he was innocent. It's because he, he got out because, you know, the DA did something that he shouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Real shame. Um, let's try not to end on a tower note. Sure. So I- Loki sucks. What else? Wow. <laughs> Wow. I actually enjoyed this last time. It's funny. You say that. And I was like, oh, that sounded like Owen Wilson. He doesn't say wow in this, though. (laughs) No, but he did say how. Yes. How? Yeah. Um, I finished Final Fantasy VII. And uh, you know what? I'll just just put myself out there. I cheated to finish that game. I did. I did. I did. 
old archaic systems came back to bite me in the ass and I cheated through that game. So let me explain. At the end, in the in the remakes, not in the remakes, in the remasters of the of Final Fantasy seven, eight, and nine, I believe they all have this functionality where you can maybe even ten, but anyway, you can speed times up by three. That I think I explained last time, which is great because some things move really damn slow. Um, you can um, what else? You can turn off random encounters, so you can just walk around freely without doing anything, which I never did. Um, and you can also enable this mode that always replenishes your health and your mana and your uh, ATB bar so that or your limit bar. So you can always do your special attack and you'll always do your magic and you basically can do whatever you want at all times without fearing you'll die. Now, every time you take a hit, your bar depletes and then it fills up like almost immediately. So. You get to this point at the end of the game where you basically can't go back into the world. And I didn't really have much trouble getting to this point. I'm exploring this cave, you save, and then they give you this item where you could drop a save point. Because like most of these old games, you can only save at specific save points. There's no checkpoints. And I've never played this before, so I don't know where I'm going in this thing. So I'm playing, I get to this point, it's a fork in the road, and I'm like, okay, well, this seems like a good place to drop the save point. So I do. And then it's like 30 minutes to get to the main boss, to get to the boss. And then there's, and all the enemies from that point also like kill you in one shot or two shots. And there's this other enemy. I didn't have any of my potions to resurrect people. So that also sucked. And so I was like, so if my healer died, that was a wrap on it. Every time I'd go to the main boss, I'd have to try, like, I'd have to go through another 30 minutes or so just to get there, only to do another battle that takes 30 minutes. And it was, and there's like three rounds of it with the second and third ones being the one that just kick your ass. So, yeah, I, uh, after attempting that about four times, I basically just put on the, I'm like, I'm just going to see this game through to the end and I have no shame. Now, even doing that, I still ended up dying twice in the last boss and having to do that again. And then I finally did it on the third time. Wow. And uh, now I could say I've beaten Final Fantasy VII with an asterisk. All right. I'll put that note in there. But I've seen it through. I understand the story. Sort of. I guess there's some weird stuff in there. Um, but yeah. Good game. Definitely old, old game. A lot of ways. Some of these dramatic cutscenes, where again, I talked about it last week in the 90s, you were probably like, oh my God, this is the best looking thing ever. There was some, there was one at the end of the game where I just thought it was like, I, it looked so bad. I was just laughing my ass off with how bad it looked. There's a sequence where one character is pushing another character in a wheelchair while like the ground is collapsing behind them. Should be this really epic moment. It looks awful. <laughs> it looks. It looks comically terrible in what's going on. It looks like if this was done in stop motion Legos, it would look more dramatic than what is in this cutscene. But you know what? It was the 90s and they were just trying to figure it out. And I booted up Final Fantasy VIII, which came out two years later because I was like, this was also on PlayStation. This did not look that bad. I know it didn't. 
So I booted up that remaster on Xbox. And yeah, all the people look like normal people. So they figured they did a lot in two years to really make that jump. Final Fantasy VIII is considered to be not as good as seven, but maybe after some time, I'll, I'll play through that as well. So Final Fantasy VII, if you haven't played it and you're curious, I can recommend it and know that there's no shame in cheating. At least that's what I'll do to tell myself. <laughs> you want to yep. no, judge that's me? Just what you're, no, that's just what you're telling yourself. So yeah, whatever. You, if that's what helps you sleep at night, go for it. What would you do? Would you have not have done that? No, I would have stuck it out. You would have what? I would have stuck it out. You would have kept trying to. Gr- you would have had to grind for hours. Well, I, I also only, I, you play like thirty games at the same time. No, I usually only play like two games at the same time. Well, again, you play more than one at the same time. That's so true. yeah, you were trying to move on to the next. So I get it, but yeah, I'd be like, yeah, you know, I'll put it down. Maybe I'll never beat it. <laughs> right? That that probably that's the thing. I didn't want to. Sure. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to get that far and not beat it. I wanted to see the end. All right. Well, then yeah, maybe. But uh, but yeah, I just would have put it down and been like, yeah, I'll get back to it later, and then later never comes. Yeah. So now, uh, now I got to figure out what's next. I'm in a bit of a um, decision paralysis here. I actually started playing because there's some stuff coming out next week that is of interest. We'll see if I play that. But uh, I, I played a little. I put on Smash Brothers, which I haven't played like since it came out. And I just started yeah, yeah, running through I, the classic mode. I've got mode as all characters. the characters, and I haven't played either. Maybe I should. Yeah, I just started going through classic modes. You're like, oh, I'll just start unlocking characters. That single yeah. player mode kind of sucks. Yeah, I, I unlocked all the characters, and then I stopped. By going through the classic mode as everybody? That's how you did it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what I did. Again, I don't remember. I played it for maybe two weeks, unlocked everyone, and then I was done. Yeah, I'm also pretty bad at the game. I, I knew that. Just, I don't yeah, know. That was all right. What is it? T- Toon Link, I think, was my character? Toon Link? I haven't, unlo- I haven't even unlocked that yet. Yoshi's my, yeah. Yoshi's my guy. Just throwing eggs at people. Yeah, no, it was it was Toon Link, I think. I think Toon Link was the guy that I that I went with. It's good, good time killer. Not grabbing me, but uh, need a need to remedy that. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a game that you play with friends. Yeah. So. Well, next time, so next you week, you ain't got none. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't have any of those. So next week, I'm gonna be in Portland. Should still be able to record. Um, but I will be. Uh, I'm actually flying on Thursday for the first time since the Pando. So that's exciting. Like I said, the pandemic's over, America. We we beat it. Those who it. <laughs> those who fall behind get left behind. We did it with pharmaceuticals, but we did it. Hey man, whatever it takes. Whatever don't, it takes, America, baby. And then we might we may or may not turn into monsters. Yeah. There's a video of like these people who are trying to claim that uh the vaccines were magnetizing them. So there's this video of this woman who's like, you see, I'm like turned into a damn magnet. And she like puts something on her chest, like this this key, she like puts that on her chest and it's just like sticking there because, you know, whatever angle or whatever, however it happens. And then she tries putting it on her neck and it keeps falling off. She's like, you see, you see, and literally the thing just keeps falling off. It's not even sticking there. We're like magnets. (laughs) This is the country. So you're telling me that there's, there's no solution with a hundred percent success i'm sorry <laughs> there are too many fucking morons. again we all could have just, just stayed yeah we just stayed inside. we could have we could have but we're past that point and you're never going to convince those people to do it never <laughs> never and never. just think if if trump just would have just like just like not said anything you there was a chance that you might have done it you're right that you might have done it you're right or if he just said let's do this for America. 
but he didn't. So here we are. And you know what? I'm vaccinated. I'm feeling good. Yeah, exactly. So screw everybody else. I'm good. <laughs> America, baby. I love it. I love it. It's who we are. We should just embrace it. Just who we are. Wow. So Brittany just sent me a picture of an Instagram, uh, of some Instagram post, and it's a, it's a, it says this. We can end on this. Every dead body on Mount Everest was once a highly motivated person. So maybe calm down. I like it. I know it's good. Anyway, f- uh, you know, subscribe. <laughs> calm down. Your- <laughs> that's, that's how you're going to end the podcast. So just calm down. No, I was calm just going to say. Whatever you're uh, thinking about, just calm down. Calm down. Relax. Enjoy your life. Meditate, maybe. Make yourself a steak, not in a toaster. <laughs> These are things you can do to enhance your life. Also, you can subscribe to, to He's Abroad. And you can tell your friends about it. That's good karma. So do that. Rate us on iTunes. Has anybody reviewed us? Has Mary reviewed us? That's the big question. Mary might have reviewed us. Did she have any comments from the last episode? No, no comments that I've gotten. She probably stopped listening at this point. Yeah, she was tired of your awful language. I was. I kept it clean for the most part. She (laughs) she didn't like being berated personally. She's like, yeah, I don't need this kind of abuse. Let's see what we got. Any reviews? Loading, loading. Here we go. Uh, nope, no new. Wait a minute. Oh, nope, no new reviews. Oh, Come on, guys, Mary. Get your shit together. Mary, Mary. Well, until next week. This podcast is over. <laughs>